Hello, St. Matthew family. My name is Father Ted Sill, and you're listening to our podcast, St. Matthew Moments, where we connect through Catholic conversations. The Holy Spirit has something for us today, so take a deep breath, clear your mind, and come connect with us. Hello, and welcome to our very first St. Matthew podcast. We're calling St. Matthew Moments Conversations about Catholic life. My name is Julie Ratliff. I'm the Family Life Coordinator and Sunday School Coordinator for St. Matthew. And today I'm joined by Brooke Warren, our Marriage Formation and Stewardship Coordinator, and Maggie Smith, our Youth Minister. Um, We'd like to start out by just introducing ourselves and letting you uh, hear a little bit about where we've been, where we've come from, and um, what our hopes are for this time together. So I've been married 27 years, my husband, Alan, and I. We have five kids. Um, I've been, of my five kids, each one has had a very unique uh, school experience. I've had kids in public school. I've had a child go to boarding school. I've had my children in Catholic education and I homeschool. My kids are, my oldest is 25 and my youngest is 13. And I've been Catholic my whole life and had opportunity to practice my faith in various parts of the country. I grew up in Minnesota, which you might hear from my accent. I never think I have an accent until I actually hear myself talk, and then it's quite obvious that I'm from Minnesota. (laughs) And then after I got married, my husband is from the South, so we lived in Jackson, Mississippi, and we lived in Shreveport, Louisiana. And so I had the experience of being a Catholic in the Bible Belt. Then we lived in the Dallas Um, Texas area for about 11 years, and now we've been here in Columbus for 13, and we've been parishioners at St. Matthew for 12 of those, so. All right, so I am Brooke Warren, and I've been married to my husband Greg for 11 years. We have two kids. Um, They're five and three. Um, My oldest goes to St. Matthew. He's in kindergarten there. We've been parishioners at St. Matthew for about four years now, we both came back to the church through RCIA um, in 2017. And I've been working in the office for just over a year. I've been there very long, but I love it there. And I grew up here in Columbus and yeah, happy to be here. That's awesome. You guys are talking about your kids. My name's Maggie. I'm the Youth and Young Adult Ministry Coordinator. I don't have any kids yet nor am I married (laughs) we wanted to get some representation on this podcast so I represent the single ladies um I so yes I just graduated from Ohio Dominican University and I got my degree in English and theology so I graduated with a double major I really liked it there and I'm super happy to be working at St. Matthew now. I've actually been working part-time at St. Matthew um, through college as just the part-time like high school youth minister. But then this year, Father Sill hired me to take care of confirmation, middle school, high school, and young adult ministry. So it's a huge blessing in my life. Um, I feel really happy and grateful to be working at St. Matthew and even just the assurance of, of having a job and having like this calling over my life, even in the middle of the pandemic, I remember feeling really, really thankful because a lot of my friends were 
like trying to find jobs and just kind of wondering what are we going to do? Like college just randomly ended, but I don't know. I just had that security of working at our parish and the parish that I grew up in. So, so anyways, everyone who's listening with us, we were hoping that we could just start out in a prayer. So wherever you are, if you're able to join us, um, we're going to begin in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Come Holy spirit. Lord God, we pray that you would come and fill the hearts of everyone who's listening to this podcast right now. Pray that you would come and fill our minds and our bodies, that we would be renewed and filled with hope and joy. Lord God, today we ask for all the joy of heaven, all the peace of heaven, all the love of heaven, and all the hope of heaven. Jesus, you know all of our hearts. Whoever's listening, wherever we are, you know exactly what we're going through and you know exactly what we need. So Jesus, today we just lean into your love and we submit ourselves to your care because you tell us that your yoke is easy and your burden is light and we trust you and we thank you so much for that. Mother Mary, we ask for your intercession over all of our homes and all of our jobs and all of our families. We pray that you would just take us closer to the heart of Jesus we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Maggie. So first off, we thought it would be a good idea for us to share why we are doing this podcast. What even are we doing here on a, hopefully a regular basis? Um, the first thought was that during this pandemic, we're still separated from each other in a lot of ways, and we thought this might be a really great way to connect with people um, and to create a sense of solidarity among us. And then we also thought it would be a great opportunity for us to hear from other people in our community and on our staff for you to connect with. Also a place to talk about the things that are important to us um, as Catholics, as uh, human beings. Anything you guys want to add? I'm just really excited to have a place, like a space and time for our parishioners to come together and talk about just what we want to talk about that, you know, maybe typically people don't have time to talk about on a daily basis, or we don't have the space to talk about it at mass, or we don't have the space to talk about it in all of our individual ministries. But this is kind of a universal platform for all of us to come together and bring to light the things that a lot of people are dealing with and experiencing on a daily basis, but we just never have the space to talk about it. One of my friends told me once that mold grows in the darkness, but plants grow in the life. And so we don't want the things in our life to feel like they're just growing moldy in the darkness because we never get to talk about them. And so we're hoping that this podcast can be a place of life and a place of light for just the different situations and circumstances, like you said, Julie, of just being human, being Catholic, but also of just being human beings together. So that's why we want to do this and why I'm really, really excited that we get to do this. I love that image, Maggie, of growing in the light. One of the things that we thought we'd have as a regular part of our podcast is sharing our Catholic moment of the week. Um, So my Catholic moment of the week is that my family started praying the 54-day novena Um, on August 15th, and we'll be praying that for the next 54 days. We pray the rosary, and there's some prayers that go along with that, and we're praying that for our country and for some other personal intentions, too, but um, just that family prayer time together each night, knowing that it's going to happen. That's awesome. I love family prayer and and getting everybody involved in some way. 
Uh, mine is kind of similar, Julie. My husband is, we're very busy with our small children at our house. And so it's hard for us to find time to grow in faith together and pray together. But he has been great lately about setting aside time for us to have that prayer time in the evening or even just watching Formed or we watched the series The Chosen together, which was amazing. It's just really nice to be in that same area of growth with your spouse and to just grow together and build each other up and and strengthen each other. That's really awesome, Brooke. My Catholic moment of the week is that I started going to 6.30 a.m. Mass. Um, And it was really, it was kind of difficult at first because I had to adjust my body to waking up at 5.45 and I'm going to make it to 6.30 a.m. Mass. But I'm really thankful for it. I am a morning person. When, When I get up in the early morning, I really do adapt well to it. So I've just been super duper blessed by that. And just the way it feels after morning mass, you're like, okay, I just completed that. I just received the Eucharist, heard the word of God, like communal prayer, personal prayer. It's kind of just like you hit a home run and then you're, I'm like, whoa, it's 7 a.m. ready to go. Um, so I've, I've been super blessed by that. Um, and that actually leads us into the main topic that we wanted to talk about today um, on our podcast, which is our daily prayer lives. And but specifically how our prayer lives have maybe been affected for better or for worse during this weird time of pandemic quarantine, which has been somehow at the same time really chaotic, but also really slow. Um, and so uh, speaking of mass, the other day, something that just really spoke to me was um, the gospel reading. And I don't have it pulled up, but it was the one where, Jesus is talking about the the laborers and, um, you know, there's the last laborer who comes at the very end of the day and that person gets the same wage as the one who was there from the very beginning. Um, And then the people who have been there all day, they they complain to Jesus and they're kind of like, what the heck, why did this guy receive the same wage as all of us who who have been here from the beginning? Um, and I just remember that Father Sills homily was so, it was so concise, like so simple, but it was just perfect because he just said, this gospel passage isn't about injustice. This has nothing to do with injustice. It has everything to do with the generosity of God and how generous God is. Um, and that just really, really spoke to my heart. And after Mass, I felt like what the Lord was speaking to me was, he was just saying, like, Maggie, you're not behind. Um, you're not behind in your prayer life. That doesn't exist with God. Um, any moment that we want to step into something, he's there for us, and he wants to take us there as well. Um, I love thinking of Jesus as the Alpha and the Omega, like the Lord of the beginning and the Lord of the end, because what that means is at any point in our life, we can end something that we're not happy with and begin something new. And Jesus is Lord of both of those moments. And so, yeah, I think something, a word that the Lord has for us as a St. Matthew community is that you are not behind in your prayer life. Um, And if you want to renew your prayer life, the Lord actually wants that for you too. And he doesn't want you to feel like you've been slacking. Um, He wants to empower you to actually just step into that in a new way. So do you guys have any thoughts about that? I was just thinking as you were talking about how, um, 
you know, at different times in our life, different things work. And so what maybe worked in my prayer life when my kids were young is not going to work now. Um, that, and we're right now in the midst of a transition where kids are starting to sometimes go off to school or they may have virtual school or, um, you know, distance learning. And so figuring out where and how and when um, what's going to work for your life right now might be very different than even six months ago. And what's been kind of working for me is to use a daily reflection book that meditating on a piece of scripture and then reading someone's reflection on it can lead me to deeper reflection too. So that's kind of how, how I've been dealing with life right now in the midst of what the current circumstances. We'll see once school starts, you know, with my son going off to school, if that'll still work, but I, I think it will. So how about you, Brooke? Yeah, I love that, Maggie, that, you know, you're not behind because it's so, this is something that I'm really bad about, but comparing yourself to somebody else, seeing how prayerful or how holy they seem or how, you know, ahead they seem and how much more they have their life together than you or, you know, God doesn't make those comparisons. He loves us all no matter what. And I think when you get stuck in that rut of comparing yourself to other people, it's even harder to find that time to pray and to kind of get yourself out of it. So I think, you know, it's important to just remember that he loves us all, you know, and just like um, the laborers, he gave them each the same wage, you know, it doesn't matter where we're at. He still wants us to come to him and cling to him. And even though we might have ups and downs in our prayer life and we might have a hard time finding the time to pray or, you know, finding the desire to pray, even if you take, you know, one minute to just say a a Hail Mary or, you know, I trust in you, Jesus, or ask him for that desire and the time to pray, those little teeny tiny prayers and then add them up makes a difference. Yeah, it actually reminds me of, uh, I read about St. Teresa of Avila, how um, she, in her autobiography, shared that she didn't really begin to enter into a really solid prayer life and relationship with the Lord until she was 40 years old. And she is this great doctor of the church and a mystic. And um, so I just remember when I read that at the time, and it's still today, like it gives me great hope that like, no matter what time it is, no matter how old I am or what's going on in my life, it's never too late. I, I can begin again. Each day is a new day and the Lord is right there waiting for me. You know, yeah, that's that's really amazing. I love Teresa of Avila. Um, I feel like the saints all teach us just so much about different angles of God's mercy and God's generosity. So maybe you guys, we can talk about just some practical things that we have encountered in our own lives that have helped with our prayer lives. Um, I know something for me is if I so I'm such a list maker, like I have to make to do lists, I have to just write everything down. I don't even understand what's going on in my life unless it's written down. Um, and so something for me is I will write in my prayer time into my to do list. And then it's so much harder to miss it, because it's like an assignment. Because if I leave it up to just the ambiguous thought in my head, like, okay, pray tomorrow morning before work, then I can just skip right by it because there's no time frame. But if it's like, if it says pray from seven to seven 30, 
like I have to make that conscious decision of I'm not praying right now. And that kind of can spur me on um, better to actually commit to the time when I write it down. So that that's something that helps me out a lot. Do you guys have anything? So I used to pray first thing in the morning when I got up, when my kids slept. <laughs> They're very early risers. They are super morning people. So it's really hard now to find that time in the morning. Um, so I try to just find that first moment of the day that I have to kind of pause and take a breath, even just to say a short prayer. And then having reminders in the house, seeing our crucifix. Um, we have our home enthroned to the Sacred Heart. So we have the images of Mary and Jesus on our mantle. So seeing those images reminds me all the time to just stop and even just be thankful for everything that he's given us. So having and seeing those reminders throughout my day really helps me recenter. That reminds me of one of the strategies that I used to um, use in my kitchen. I would try to pray the Angelus every day and inevitably I would be in my kitchen. And so I, and the Angelus was not a prayer that I grew up saying, but um, I like on the inside of my cabinet, I hung the words to it and knowing that I would open that cabinet up at lunchtime while I'm creating, you know, making lunch for the kids or myself. Um, and that was one way that I made sure that I like had a visual reminder, like, oh, this is something I want to do. So here it is. I don't have to go looking for the prayer. It's just right there, you know? Yeah, I love that. I have a similar thing with being in my car and praying the rosary. Um, when I was in high school, the girls who I carpooled with to school, we just started this habit of we would pray the rosary on our way to to Bishop Hartley, shout out Bishop Hartley, but um, we pray the rosary and that has just stuck with me for so long where to the point where I get into my car and that little voice is like, have you prayed today? Or are you going to pray the rosary today? Or are you not going to pray the rosary today? Um, the kind of like you, Julie, that physical reminder. Also something that someone else told me once was they kind of trained their mind to every time they walk under a door frame, they would think of Jesus or they would think of God. And so I mean, if you can imagine how many times you walk under a door frame, even if you just said the name of Jesus every time you walked into a new room, every time you walked into your house, how much that would just actually like upbuild your, your prayer life and even your intellect to think about the Lord. So I loved that a lot. I love that too. I think I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so to just kind of wrap up, I think – maybe the, the couple of the main points that we've gone over uh, during this was one, that we're not behind, that it's actually a lie that, the, that Jesus does not want us to step into to get in that kind of hopelessness or despair of I'm so behind, I can't catch up. That's not the Lord. He, he wants to empower us to step into newness and to try again in our prayer lives. Um, also, we talked about setting aside specific uh, times to pray um, and then giving ourselves little physical fun reminders to pray throughout the day. So hopefully some of you guys out there in our audience that we can't see, but I know you're there. Um, hopefully you have some things that you do as well um, to enhance your prayer life. Thanks for that. So the last part of our podcast each um, time we get together to do this is going to be a St. Matthew shout out. 
And my St. Matthew shout out is to all of our St. Matthew teachers, whether you're teaching in our school or at other schools, just the tremendous things that you guys are doing to meet the needs of um, the, our children and parents. And so thank you for all that you're doing. And I want to shout out to George Harvey and our facilities team and everybody who's been getting our school and the parish ready for everything to open and all these kids to come back. And it's incredible the amount of work that they have done. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I don't know what I would do without George as the youth minister. I just give him so many tasks and he always just embraces them so joyfully. Um, uh, my shout out is to all of the now freshmen and high schoolers who are finally getting confirmed this month in September. Uh, so it's the last two Fridays of September and then the first Friday of October. We're spreading out over three masses to get everyone in and safely distanced, but we're really excited to have them finally be confirmed right as they start high school. So if you think of them on any of those days or any of those weeks, please say uh, Hail Mary for them because this is a really, really exciting time. So Maggie, we, you started us in prayer. And so could you please just short little quick prayer for us before we sign off today? Yes, I would love to. All right, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, we trust you so much with our lives. We pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would put into our minds and our hearts those little ways that you want us to be reminded of you throughout the day. Pray that you would inspire us right now with a new idea of how we can enhance and renew our personal prayer lives. Lord, we know that you're with us wherever we go, and we trust you so much, and we love you. Amen. May the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this St. Matthew moment. We'll see you here next time. Thank you.